BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to another amazing episode of Geek Vibes Live interview. As always, I am your host, Tia Fabi, and today we're going to be speaking with a very cool guy, Z Chun. He is a writer behind such shows as Once Upon a Time and Gotham. We're going to get him on in just a second, and we're going to have a really good time speaking with him. So let's kind of see if we can wait for the dial tone right now. Hi, Z. Hi. How are you? Hi, Z. <laughs> Hello. This is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. How are you doing today? I'm great. Oh, thank you so much, Z, for taking the time to speak with me. I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, I'm very excited to to be on with you guys. <laughs> and now I was just kind of giving a little introduction before you hopped on here saying that you are behind such shows as Once Upon a Time and Fox's Gotham, which right now is in its final season. So I really just want to know, how has it been working for a show that really is just diving deep into Bruce Wayne's like younger years and having all these amazing villains just pop up and seeing their transformation? Uh, well, you know, it, it's really a dream project for me. Um, I grew up reading Batman comics. Uh, Batman Year One is one of my favorite comic books of all time. And, and uh, it's one of the comic books that made me want to write comics. So uh, Gotham, um, obviously it's a prequel. Uh, it's uh, Gotham before Batman. And yeah, it was it's kind of a unique challenge, but... Um, I joined the show in season three, and this season is the last season. Uh, there's 12 episodes in it, but it really is a blessing that we knew that we were ending after this season. So uh, we really just got to do everything that we wanted to do uh, with the characters, um, and we kind of got to blow it out. That's really awesome. I mean, it's kind of 
sad in the way that it's ending, but it has five solid seasons. You guys have been able to tell your story, and the fifth season is just superb. I'm really enjoying it so far. And I kind of wanted to ask you really quick, you know, if you are hearing about the whole Matt Reeves thing and that he's going to be doing a new Batman movie, and I just wanted to get your opinion really quick on what you, how you feel about the fact that Matt Reeves is looking for a younger Batman coming from someone who's working on a show that literally dives into a younger Batman. Well, I mean, I think that there's the ability for audiences to accept a lot of different Batman stories, and there's such a hunger for it that um, it's one of the I think the blessings of living in our day and age, if you are a comic book fan, is that uh, there's not just one canonical uh, Batman story in film and TV. There's kind of a, there's a lot of them out there right now. And, you know, we've always, I've always personally thought of um, Gotham as almost like an Elseworlds story. Um, Obviously there's things that we do with the characters that are different from the comic books and different from the movies. And, to allow ourselves that type of freedom. So you don't feel that you have to be uh, so beholden to the books, but still be able to hit some of the iconography that I think um, I personally, as a fan of the show and also as a writer of the show, um, that kind of clicks into my, you know, comic book fandom. Right. And it's so amazing that we're at this point that comic books are becoming mainstream in a way, as opposed to even more than, say, 10 years ago, where comic book movies and content really wasn't as booming as it was today. And what's really great is that you yourself are kind of helping uh, that journey into what we are loving, what we're accepting, because you are actually the co-founder and publisher of a uh, of a comic book uh, studio called TKO. And I really just would love for you to kind of tell the audience more about this. Yeah. Um, so we started a couple years ago, and. Um, we were putting together this company for a couple of years, but we launched in December and our goal is to become the first modern comic book company. And to do that, we're doing things a little differently. So we, uh, first off, we binge release our books. So all six issues of our first four series are currently available off of our site on Amazon and on Comixology and in local comic book stores. So we know that most people don't really like to wait six months to finish a story, especially in the age of Netflix and Hulu and binge watching. So we wanted to create a company that would release books in a way that people, you know, in the modern day are more used to consuming their media. Um, Second, we also know that people like to read comics in a variety of formats. So some people like single issues, some people like trade paperbacks, some people like reading digitally. And from the moment that we released, we released in all three of those formats. Um, The third one, uh, which is really fun for people, is that every first issue of our comics is available to read free digitally off of our site and Comixology. And that's because we stand behind our books. And we know that as a new publisher, we just want people to be aware that, you know, they can sample and 
we found that people will very often sample the books and then, you know, read the entire series right after that. And uh, yeah, that's kind of who we are. We, um, we're really proud of our books. We have books by some of the top creators in comics, um, Garth Ennis, uh, Steve Epting, Roxane Gay, Ming Doyle, Jeff Lemire, Gabriel Walta, and the list goes on. Um, so you can find out more about it at tkopresents.com and on Twitter and Instagram. We're very active on social media. And that's really cool because when I was doing my research before speaking with you, I did find out about the um, binge releasing, which is really just a cool thing to do because I'm kind of myself getting into comic books and a new issue will come out and I really enjoy it. And then I go, oh, wow, I, I got to wait now to find out what's happening next. So definitely that's a, a really smart move um, just to kind of help uh, help the fans out enjoy these stories. But I really like what you were saying that you have it on different types of mediums such as hardcover, um, et cetera. That's really awesome. And I would just you know, love to know what is the direction of TKO with their stories? You know, what are, what is your studio looking to kind of accomplish when it comes to what you're looking for with your stories? So we, we don't publish any superhero comics. Um, Even though we love superhero comics, a lot of the people at the company, those are the books that got them into comics to begin with. There's just so much of that out there right now uh, with Marvel and DC that we felt we didn't want to compete in that space. So we publish new takes on established genres. Uh, They have to be emotional and character driven, but we really publish anything from sci-fi, fantasy, horror, action. We have a Western, Um, but they always have to be a little bit of a twist on the genre, meaning it's a new way in or it's a version of that story you haven't heard before. So our Garth Ennis, Steve Epting, Elizabeth Brettweiser book called Sarah in our first wave of books is a World War II story, but it follows a group of female Russian snipers on the Eastern Front killing Nazis uh, during World War II. And it was a new way into a war story I hadn't seen before, which is why we want to publish it. We have another book called The Fearsome Dr. Fang, and that's kind of an action-adventure, Indiana Jones-style story. And it's really a subversive take on the Fu Manchu-type uh, yellow peril storytelling. Um, there's a supposedly evil criminal mastermind who's Chinese at the center of the story. And as you read through the first issue, uh, the twist is that he's actually a good guy who has to pretend he's a bad guy in order to infiltrate the criminal underworld. So those are the kind of twists we're looking for um, in terms of the genre. And more than that, we just really want quality stories with compelling main characters and interesting worlds that you can kind of enter and be a part of as you read. And that's really cool. I, I like that you are kind of sidestepping from the whole superhero genre and just coming up with these fantastic stories because certainly those should be appreciated as well um even though when we think of comic books and graphic novels we think a little bit of superman captain america avengers justice league but there's so many fantastic stories out there that really 
have nothing to do with superheroes, and I'm really interested in even reading your series. They just all sound really cool. Um, what? And I know that you have a team with you. Are you specifically working on some of these stories, or do you kind of just oversee um, as your team is kind of developing them? Um, we have a great team that started the company. Uh, my co-founder and I, um, my co-founder is Salvatore Simeone. Um, he comes from the startup and software world, and he's launched you know, a dozen or more companies uh, who, that have all been very, very successful. And, you know, I come from the creative side of things. So um, in terms of, you know, being able to have a skill set within the company that is both on the creative side and the business side, there's a lot of overlap between the two of us in that um, a lot of the big picture business stuff, um, uh, the binge releasing and um, the first issue free, those were all things that kind of I brought to him and then he refined a lot of the ideas such as the uh, multiple formats. Um, but that's kind of the, the partnership that's at the core of the company. We have a great editor in chief, uh, Sebastian Gerner, who edits some of Image's top books. And we have a great head of creator relations and talent outreach, Cara McKenney, who um, was able to make contact with a lot of these creators early on and bring them on board. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. No, I really just love the whole structure of TKO Studios. It sounds really amazing. Anyone who is listening, definitely kind of check it out. And what did you say the website was? Again, I do apologize about that. It's um, tkopresents.com, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter um, at TKO Presents, and we are also on Facebook at the same. Uh, we're across all platforms, social platforms at TKO Presents. Nice. And what would you say right now is your favorite comic book to read? Right now, my favorite comic book to read is, I think, Saga. Um, I love that. Uh, I mean, I love Brian K. Vaughn's work, and I love that it exists really as a comic book. It feels uh, so singular and special, and I always you know, can't wait for a new issue to hit the shelves. Nice. You should definitely um, check out Martian Manhunter. Just saying that is a fantastic uh, series right now. I think they're coming out with the next installment this week, and it's a really fantastic comic book. I just visually, story-wise, it's really great. Um, It's really incredible, yeah. Yeah, just everything I've been been, been keeping up with it. Yeah, Um, I'm a big Steve (laughs) Orlando fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just awesome just kind of to dive into that world and dive into any world of the comic books because as wonderful as tv and film are really when you are reading a book or reading comics you can really just kind of dive in and put yourself in there so i just really appreciate all that and i appreciate uh the tko studios kind of mission here but um, yeah. on top of, you know, Gotham and TKO, I mean, you've been doing so many other things as well. You once worked with Brian Cranston on a project. Um, what other projects do you have that are upcoming right now? You know, I come from the indie film world. Um, I, you know, wrote and directed a movie called Children of Invention that was at Sundance in 2009. And I still, you know, have writing, directing projects that are out there. Um, 
But, you know, one of the things that I find, um, you know, amazing, but also sometimes frustrating about the studio film and TV world is you can, the moment, I remember the moment that I realized that you could be a working screenwriter in Hollywood, and sell a script every year for 20 years and never have anything made. And that was, that kind of blew my mind. Um, and that was kind of never what I wanted to do or why I got into film and television to start with, which is why something like TKO is so attractive, I think, to me and to people who are comic book creators is, you know, when you make a comic book, you just know that it exists, you know, even though the distribution model might not be there for uh, most comic book companies, like there's, it's not, it's not going to have the same reach necessarily as film and TV, but it really, it exists. And it's something that people can be proud of and hold in their hands and something that um, just that ability to make something with a small group of collaborators and have it be out in the world was something that was very, very attractive to us. It's very, it's very satisfying, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it is uh, just to, I remember the, you know, because we binge released our books, you know, we printed all of them at the same time. And I remember when we got the boxes of 24 single issues of our first four series. So six issues for each series and just laying them all out on the table. And there was such a sense of joy and accomplishment from it um, that I had not experienced in a long time, um, probably since, um, you know, since premiering my first movie. And it was really, uh, it was really a special moment. And I think that everyone at the company, when we, when we got those proofs, um, felt that uh, it really felt real for the first time. And I know that this is kind of maybe a question that is looking a little ahead right now, but with your mission of releasing the books in a in a binge-worthy type of sense, do you see this uh, continuing as you further TKO, or will there come a point, do you feel, that you might start releasing issues more in a traditional sense uh, as maybe it gets higher volume, or do you see kind of where you'll do some that are done in that, but some done in a bulk sense as well? Right now the plan is to continue to binge release our books. Um, we've had a really great response from comic book fans, and also for people who are not necessar- who don't necessarily think of themselves as hardcore comic book fans, we've found that the binge releasing has really allowed us to reach those people, um, especially the multiple formats. Um, we found that people who have been kind of interested in comics, but there's a certain barrier of entry when you realize that to collect single issues, you have to remember what day, what Wednesday to go to the comic book store every month for, you know, fingers crossed six months. Uh, so for people who are new to comics, we found that this is really opening up um, their ability to collect the books, to read the books. And, you know, when they go, if you're new to comics and you walk into a comic book store, you know that in that moment you can pick up our book and you, you'll have the entire arc and the entire story and you can read through all in one sitting. So I think for right now, the binge releasing makes a lot of sense for us. And it's kind of what we're planning for the second wave of books, which uh, will come out in spring, summer, 2019. 
Nice. I'm really looking forward to that. And anyone who is listening, please make sure that you visit TKO Studios on all of their social media platforms. Z, it has been absolutely wonderful speaking with you. I'm really glad that we got to do this. And I just wish the best of luck with TKO. And I will certainly uh, push that on social media so that everyone can really get into it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, it's, I've been a fan of you, you guys for a while. So thank you oh. for always being <laughs> such, so supportive of Gotham as well. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Z. And everyone, again, this is Geek Vibes Live Interview. Catch us on the next time. And make sure you guys watch Gotham. All right. Take care. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc